When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. is as always it is newer i'm flying solo today and i am gonna talk about our houses of salt lake city it is such a fun show i can't wait to get into it this is gonna be kind of a mini episode we obviously don't have beverly hills back uh thank god it's over apparently there's rumors on the internet today that which by the way people just make stuff up on the internet there's rumors on the internet that it has been on pause for the rest of the year. They're not filming anymore and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, everybody needs to get a fucking grip. Like two days ago, there was rumors that Denise was coming back. Then suddenly there was a rumor that no one was coming back. And then suddenly there was a rumor that everybody's filming. And suddenly there's a rumor that Garcelle was filming with LVP. Like, I'm honestly, who gives a shit? Okay, people are just saying whatever the fuck they want on the internet and it's just it's so fucking annoying um but anyway I just don't care I don't care I will wait to see it when I see it I feel like we had this season on for nine months and another show that's been on tv forever is Salt Lake City and I feel like for some reason like I feel like for every dark super disturbing episode of Beverly Hills we are getting an equally chaotic clown car of a show with Salt Lake City like all of the stuff that was said this episode, I was like, what is this? It is so, in the words of Tom Hamlet, cuckoo banuno, that I am, I'm just, I'm cracking up this whole time. I find it absolutely delightful and batshit crazy. I think everybody is off their fucking rocker in Salt Lake City and I 
love the show. Before I get started, though, I just wanted to take a second and talk about something because of the date that it is today. Today is November 5th, and um, it's just a really special weekend for me because um, I've talked a little bit before about my son on the podcast, Aiden. He's eight and a half. And five years ago, this weekend of the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, um, we he was three years old and we found a brain tumor in his brain. And we had a surgery and the tumor was removed. And then we followed that up with lots of chemo and we didn't know how long he was going to make it. But he is eight and a half now. And he's now made it five years since we found that tumor. And so I just, it's just a big deal. It's a big deal. And I wanted to celebrate that with everybody. And um, so if you're listening, you know, uh, give us some good vibes, some prayers, whatever. And um, if you can, if you're interested, please donate to the Pediatric Brain Tumor Foundation. I'm going to um, put the link in the description of this episode if you'd like to donate to it. Um, And if you're interested um, and would like to, you don't have to, uh, I would encourage you to donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand. It's a pediatric cancer research uh, organization. It's a nonprofit, and they do tons of um, work for folks who are currently in treatment, but they do uh, do spend a ton of money on research for better treatments for pediatric cancers. So if you'd like, please donate to that. That link is going to be in the description of this episode. And um, let's just get into it. So we open this episode with a black and white old-timey newsreel. I don't know what the hell this is. It was like I thought it was a previously on, but it's not because I think what's happening on Salt Lake City right now is that the current, the last season is airing as they are filming the new season. And I don't think that that usually happens or maybe it does. I'm not sure. Like, I guess it kind of happened in in Beverly Hills, right? Which is why we had Sutton talk about Harry's sauce and Alden John's table or whatever. But like, it all this stuff is happening off the show that is now leaking onto the show. And it's interesting because like last week, the only things we were talking about was like Lisa Barlow potentially doing sexual favors, Jen Shaw's lawyer stuff and Heather and Whitney's relationship. Right. And this episode, we're like, it's like a sitcom. They're like, we're, we're presenting a whole new set of problems. Okay. Every episode, we're going to come up with a whole new set of problems and we're going to introduce it in the beginning with this old timey newsreel. So in this old timey newsreel, there's something about a mystery Finsta account called Shaw Exposed. Then there is a clip about has uh, Whitney's husband, uh, losing his job. And then there's a clip about Heather and Lisa fighting about texts related to Heather's father on Twitter. And I think this is fine. I think it's really great. But like, if we're going to talk about all the stuff that was going on at that time, why are we not talking about the Jenny stuff? So like this proves to me that all this stuff was happening, right? Because by the time reunion aired, by the time reunion aired, we knew that Jenny was no longer part of the show. Bravo had already released a bunch of statements. So if this is all happening and we're addressing all these things because the reunion is currently airing while they are filming the next season, why are we not talking about Jenny? Hmm? Why are we not talking about her? Why are we not talking about Jenny's racism? 
Why are we not talking about it? It's driving me insane. And I'm bringing it up every single week because it's making me very, very irritated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So um, we go to then on the show, Heather is forming a choir. Again, we're presenting brand new problems, brand new situations every single episode that don't make sense and are not connected to literally anything else. What the hell is this? She's making a choir because she misses singing. She misses singing. Girl, go on TikTok, okay? Sing on TikTok. Have you ever heard of a karaoke bar? She's like, I just miss singing with church. What? (laughs) I don't know. And it also, is this the reason, like, does she miss church so much? Is this the reason why around this time we had also seen clips of Heather and Jen at, uh, or like pictures of Heather and Jen filming and lurking around outside of Mary Cosby's old church. Is that what's, is that what that was about? Like, is that, was that Heather going to church to try to see if she could get a song in? Like, what was that about? It was just strange. It was so weird. It was just such a, it's again, this is like a sitcom. We are being presented with brand new situations every single episode. Anyway, from there on, we move to Coach Shaw, who takes his <laughs> Coach Shaw and Jen Shaw go to a trampoline park. Is that not a Mad Lib? It's an insane sentence, okay? They go to a trampoline park, and much like Jen, I am super confused about this faux fucking wholesome bullshit that they're trying to do. The last time I saw a trampoline park on a Housewives show was Alex, uh, was Alexis and Jimbolino. Okay, and much like Jen feels about the Shaw Exposed account, I went to bury a trampoline park and I never wanted to talk about it again. Okay, trampoline parks, they smell like feet. And I know this because I have been going to birthday parties at trampoline parks in my life consistently for the last eight years. Okay, and they all smell like feet. They're gross. And I would never film a reality television show about fabulous people at a trampoline park. Coach Shaw, do you own the trampoline park? At least Jimbolino, that gross-ass gopher-looking motherfucker, at least he owned the trampoline park. Why we have this trampoline park? It's so weird. But anyway, they're talking about this, like, whole situation between the Shaw-exposed um, this Shaw exposed Finsta. It's 
it's all coming up. The I guess it, the Shaq Post account was trolling people, and Jen had ignored it. But then it all is coming back up because Lisa told Lisa Barlow tell told Jen Shaw that Angie Harrington's weirdo husband had set up this account. And Jen Shaw is mad because she feels like he's dragging all of the Shaws. <laughs> Not just Jen Shaw, but also Coach Shaw and also the Shaws of Sunset and any other Shaws, okay? It's New Jersey. We got a lot of Shaws here, okay? Of the South Asian persuasion, Okay. But that's the reason why Jen Cha is mad. She's not mad about her, about Chris making this account and dragging Lisa Barlow. She's mad about the fact that he used the name Shaw. And he didn't say Jen Shaw. He just said Shaw Exposed. And like, maybe he was really a Shaw's of Sunset fan. <laughs> you never know. Anyway, it's silly. We check in with Lisa Barlow at home and she's still talking to her son, Jack, about college, and he's not interested. And honestly, why would this kid who has $300,000 in his name at the age of, like, what, 17, and and he could be TikTok or Instagram famous, want to go to college? Like, I don't agree with not going to college, but at the same time, I went to college 20 fucking years ago. So what I believe about college does not apply to the world that kids are growing up in right now. The world I lived in back then is not the same world as the kids that are growing up in. Let me restate my thoughts. The world that I was growing up in 20 years ago is not the same world that kids Jack's age are growing up in. It is very different. Like as much as I want my kids to go to college, I see for myself as a millennial how little going going to college even helps me when I was younger. Like I went to college for a political science degree and I work in tech pharma. Those things have nothing to do with each other. So I understand his hesitation of wanting to go to college. I also understand like John Barlow said that if you're only seeking out information to confirm what you believe, then obviously you're never going to find information that makes you think otherwise. I was like, wow, look at you, John Barlow. I'm attracted to you even though you're not wearing a backwards baseball hat because you are speaking with sense. You know, but like I I get it. I get what he's saying. I get what Jack is saying. It's he has almost half a million dollars in his name already. He could easily go on Instagram or TikTok and become have make a good six figure income, you know, with swipe ups alone and, you know, ad posts. So why in the world would he want to go to college? when the whole purpose of going to college is to make sure you have like something to fall back on. But if you've already got a trust fund to fall back on, I don't think, I don't know. So, I mean, I appreciate Lisa and John Barlow trying to speak sense to their child, but it's also like, you're trying to make it, I don't know, you're trying to be like a normal parent, even though you have a completely atypical way of raising your children. You gave your son a company when he was like 15 years old. And so I, I don't know. Anyway, kudos to them, kudos to them for trying to do the right thing or do a good good level of parenting. I mean, you know, at least at least they're better than like, you know, Kim Zolciak as parents. So good for them. We go to Whitney and um, Justin at home and we're finding out that they're reeling from the fact that Justin got fired for that weirdo body paint sexy scene from last season. And, like, Justin is super emotional about it, which is – guys, I have a soft spot for Justin. 
Is his last name Rose? Justin Rose. Okay. I do. It's the dimples. The dimples get me any every time. He seems like a, he seems sweet, but at the same time, I kind of like try to ignore the fact that like Whitney is significantly younger than him, younger than his children, and he started like he got married to her. She was married to somebody else. Like there's just so many problematic. He was her boss. Like there's so many problematic things that are happening there. But he is very very cute. But anyway. He's super emotional about it, and he says that Whitney being a public figure is the reason why he was fired. I mean, isn't it weird? Because I'm pretty sure Whitney worked under, like, worked for him in some capacity, and then he ended up having an affair with her and getting married to her, and she was significantly younger than him. And I feel like those are pretty good reasons to get fired. But for him to get fired now at this point, because his wife has a television show, nah. I mean, I get him. I get why he is upset. But Whitney being triggered to her childhood of being shamed for just being a woman in a conservative, misogynistic society. I Again, I get that she's triggered, but she's making this about herself, right? Like this is the same thing that happened with her and Heather and Meredith and all that stuff when they were in Arizona, right? It's like, Whitney, I get that you're triggered, but just because you're triggered doesn't mean that this is all a personal attack on you. You know, Justin saying like, oh, it's because you are in the spotlight. It's like, yeah, my your wife is in the spotlight. That's not the issue. The issue is that you are going on camera and doing weird cringe shit, shit that even Whitney admits is cringe. And then these are the consequences of your actions. At the same time, it's like, can your company fire you for what you do in private? No but you know nobody wants to see you doing that no I don't know I don't know where I stand on it some part of me is like they're just sex positive openly happy married adults consenting adults doing weird cringe shit so why not let them but also I don't know what this company is that Justin works for are they like religious is this like a Mormon MLM I know it's an MLM but is it like a Mormon-based MLM and this is why or they're super Christian organization and this is why they won't allow it I'm not sure Anyway, we move over to Heather and she is holding a meeting at Beauty Lab and she's she's got a lot on her plate, guys. She's got a lot on her plate and none of them are the lollipop chicken that she wants to be eating. She's got the second Beauty Lab location. There's the book and she's missing all these deadlines. But then I'm like, girl, if you're missing all these deadlines, why are you starting a choir? <laughs> this is so random. But she's sitting and talking to her assistant or I guess business partner or whoever and she says that She's mad at Lisa Barlow because Lisa Barlow is posting receipts on Twitter because the reunion is airing at this point. They keep saying about L.A. and I'm like, I wish you would just say the reunion is on TV right now and Lisa Barlow is going on Twitter and saying stuff and it's making her mad. But Heather's saying that like Lisa is weaponizing her father's eulogy or her father's like funeral date. And now because of that, because of this drama on Twitter – Heather's family members are distancing themselves from her. And I just think that that's such bullshit. Heather, people are probably distancing themselves from you because you are an absolute miserable bitch on the reunion. Like, I think that Heather is not great, but Heather becomes absolutely her worst version of herself at the fucking reunions. We've only had two reunions and both times I've been like, whoa, Heather Gay is the bad guy here. But like her blaming Lisa Barlow, even though what Lisa Barlow did was a shady thing, 
is ridiculous because Heather, it probably is because you're really nasty during reunions. So you kind of have to own the that part of why your family members might not want anything to do with you. Like you have to take some fucking ownership for your own shit. But anyway, Heather says something insane, which is that she says that she might be pulling the plug on Lisa being allowed in the choir, which is again, a mad lib of a sentence. It is it is such a ridiculous sentence. Lisa Barlow tweeted <laughs> Lisa Barlow tweeted about Heather's father's eulogy and that's why Heather won't let Lisa <laughs> No, let me start over. Lisa Barlow tweeted about Heather Gay's father's funeral which made Heather's cousin stop talking to her, and that's why Heather won't let Lisa audition to be in the choir. This is not a show about choir directors. It is not a show about cousins. And it's not a show about anybody's father's funeral. But for some reason... (laughs) There's a fight this episode about those three things. <laughs> hilarious. This is a sitcom. Okay, we go to Whitney and Heather. They are, sorry, Whitney and Lisa, and they're doing yoga. And um, they're just doing yoga and bonding, I guess, whatever. And they're talking about Heather and Lisa's little feud on Twitter about this, like, obituary situation. I keep saying eulogy, by the way, and it wasn't eulogy. I apologize. It was about obituary the obituary situation. And the thing is, like, again, Lisa is like, or Whitney's like, you know, um, she said something like, oh, Heather, Heather was mad. Oh, Heather says that Heather says that she wasn't lying. Oh, no. What happened? Let me, God, guys, give me a second. Okay. So at the reunion, at the reunion, Heather said that Lisa texted her saying, hope your dad is feeling better after her dad died. That is what Heather said at the reunion. So Lisa Barlow went on Twitter and said, this is the date that I sent you the text and this is when your father died. And she pulls up her father's, Heather's father's obituary. And it's obvious that the dates are different. So it's like, okay, so Heather saying that you texted me after my dad had already passed was a lie. And Lisa Barlow is clearing the air. Like I've said before, Lisa Barlow is not a human being of this earth, okay? She's an alien. She's an alien. She's a robot. She's been created in a factory to be a housewife. But she's an extremely literal person. Lisa Barlow is a very, very literal person, okay? And so if you accuse her of something and she can prove you wrong, she's going to prove you wrong. But Heather saying getting mad and Whitney getting like being like, oh, that's a low blow and all that stuff. Is it icky? Yeah, it's icky. But you said something about Lisa that wasn't true and it was easily confirmed that you were lying. So Heather, you did lie at the reunion and Lisa Barlow is simply clarifying her name. Okay, you gave her a very low hanging fruit and she clarified. But now Heather is saying, oh, no. It wasn't that she texted me after my father died. It was because my father was already in hospice. Well, that's not what you said at the reunion, girl. That's not what you said at the reunion. You said a thing at the reunion, which was not true. And Lisa Barlow confirmed that it was not true. She did it by doing something really icky, but she still confirmed, she still proved that you were lying, period. 
we see the Marxists and they go to dinner and <laughs> they're going to dinner with the Harringtons. And Angie is really working hard in her old lady voice. And she's talking about how she never said anything about Lisa and sexual favors and all of that, which I talked so much about last week. She's lying. Okay. She definitely said something like that. And then she says that she's like, I'm just working on, you know, she's really working hard to like clear up her name. And I think it's making some sort of an impact. And then Chris suddenly tells everyone he makes a choice and he says that he and a a 52 year old adult man made a couple of finstas he did my favorite part about this whole thing is not how thirsty and like they're okay angie harrington and her husband chris are snl characters okay they're full-on it's an snl sketch okay it's nuts but my favorite part of this is Meredith and Seth sitting there and their faces being like, we made a huge mistake. This is like Arrested Development and they have made a huge mistake, okay? But Meredith kind of just on the on the quest to just be anti-Lisa Barlow this season, just like last season she was on a quest to be anti-Jen Shaw. She's like, you know what? This is wrong, but... Yeah, Lisa does the same thing. Lisa also makes fake accounts. So just like, come on, Meredith. You hate you hate Lisa so much. Like she does this every time. She hates somebody so much that she will come up with any reason to side with another person against them. You know? And that's that to me is not great. That to me just means that you're a petty person, which makes great television. But as like a human being and like a human being quality, doesn't seem like you actually care whether or not a person is good or bad. You only care about bringing a person down. And again, excellent for housewives. But in the real world, like your moral, your ethical compass isn't that great, you know? But it just is funny because Meredith definitely, Meredith said definitely have this like wide-eyed, pursed lips look on their face like, oh my God, what are we doing here with these people? Holy shit, we picked the wrong team. Um, We go to Jen and Heather meeting up and Jen is really wanting to talk about this like Shaw exposed Instagram account and everything. But Heather is like so fucking immature. She wants to talk about like alien blow up dolls, like a fucking weirdo loser. Anyway, Heather says she doesn't want to be in the middle of all of this stuff between Angie and the other girls. But like, let's just remember at the reunion, which is currently airing while they're filming this show, Heather has been, she was raving about Angie. She was going on about at the reunion about how Angie owns her own yacht and she's so rich and she's not fake like Lisa Barlow and all this stuff. And Angie's their good friend. And remember, the reunion when the reunion was filmed, it was very much Whitney and Heather being besties with Angie and going on vacations with her. They were in love with her. They were planning on bringing this girl on full time. They were really like Heather was really... She was really, really thinking that she was doing something with bringing Angie around. But she keeps saying, oh, I don't want to be in the middle of it. But you got to be in the middle of it because this is your friend. This is your friend that you were like bragging about at the reunion. So this is all on you. You chose to bring a crazy person on this television show. And now this person is. Their weird husband is calling people and being like, hey, yeah, I made a troll account to harass you on in on the internet. 
what a fucking loser. And not just one, but multiple. I don't know if you guys were on Twitter this weekend or on Instagram, but Lisa Barlow confirmed that there's multiple accounts. It's not just one. He's just a fucking weirdo. Uh, but um, Heather, you know, like I said, she's vouching for these lunatics to be on the show. So if you're going to sponsor these morons, you're responsible for them. And Heather, you do have to be in the middle of it. We go to this choir audition, and it is truly one of the weirdest things to happen on the show. It's just so random. It's as random as a dog wedding. And honestly, I think of a dog wedding as probably more in line with this brand. But a choir audition? Again, this show is a clown show. Okay, it's a clown car. It's a clown car filled with just nonsense craziness. And the door opens and more nonsense craziness just comes pouring out. And we're just supposed to be like, all right, yeah. Like if you were sitting in a writer's room and you were coming up with all of these ideas and just throwing them at people, you'd be like, nobody's going to, this doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. This is so out of character for every single character on this show. And you'd be like, no. I'm sticking to it. These people are are going to do these things. And it's nonsense because we're just supposed to believe that now Heather Gay wants to do an American Idol style audition for a choir. It's so weird. It's so weird. It is so weird and random. But I love it. Um, Jencha comes in screaming with her tchotchkes and just yelling amazing grace at everyone. It's just very annoying. Whitney and Angie are dressed as flapper girls, but they have like a can-can energy and there's a top hat. It's it's so weird. They look like a three-year-old girl who went into her mom and dad's closet and just threw clothes on. They look like little girls playing dress up. It's so fucking random and it's so fucking funny. They do a whole routine. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so silly. It doesn't make any sense. It's just the most random, ridiculous thing in the world. And I was just cracking up the whole time. Jen is shocked to see Angie there. And that's basically where it ends. But essentially, yeah, Jen is shocked that Angie's there. Lisa's going to be sh- Lisa was shocked last week that Angie was there. Everybody's shocked about why the fuck Angie Harrington keeps showing up on the show when she keeps making fake Instagram accounts that she's admitted to with her husband. Because of what? Oh, also, by the way, all of this is happening. All of this is ha- all of this is happening because of the catering debacle from last season. It was like an episode and a half, teeny tiny minor nothing storyline that everybody even forgot about Angie and her husband made a whole fucking fake Instagram account to troll people. Dude, that's weirdo behavior, okay? It's weirdo behavior, but I'm just excited because next week it looks like Angie is sitting in Heather's lap. So Heather is ready to vouch for this lunatic. Jen Shaw is super activated. Everyone is wrong. Everyone is right. And no one is more shocked than Lisa Barlow when Jen, <laughs> Jen calls Angie's husband a fat fuck elf on the shelf. Again, you can't make this stuff up, okay? You can't make this stuff up. It is, if you were to try to make this show in a scripted television show it's it would be the most it's as it's as random and weird and like bizarre as the blues and arrested development doing their versions of what a chicken looks like 
it's just <laughs> have you guys ever seen human beings like do you know how human beings function because this is all just so fucking random but it's so random and it's so funny and i love it so very much um that's it for this week or this episode uh, i know it was a little mini but i'll be back next week on monday to talk pop culture with Raheel on Wednesday to talk about Rehouses of uh, Potomac. On Thursday, we're going to be talking about the first episode of The Crown with my brother, Hill. And then next sat- next Saturday, I will be back with Tom Hamlet to talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and um, the Love is Blind finale. And um, hopefully, I'll be getting some voice notes from Giselle of Who Asked Me podcast to talk a little bit more about the Love is Blind season because I've been having so much fun talking with her about it so far. Um, thank you for being here, everybody. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye.